The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Promoting positivity and inclusivity. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from feeling that the cobwebs have built up in your psyche over the last year? Have you ever felt that the grievances between you and your family have built up? That you've become bored even with yourself that the the supplements or the medicines you have have stacked up on the kitchen table you don't even know what you're taking if you have clutter in your psyche your emotions your memory and your environment today's your day because we're going to discuss intuitive spring cleaning cleaning the seven center cleanse Today's world, it's very common to see people taking juices, steam baths, the whole time, the whole thing. They start this this entire list of new haircuts, stopping drinking, starting drinking, learning new exercises, getting rid of the old exercises. However, After a while, you have a list of so many self-help things that they too are cluttering your life. It's time to shake off the winter doldrums and start revitalizing your mind and body by doing the intuitive spring cleaning, today's seven center cleanse. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada, And remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join join the live show with a question every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. 
Every week, I write the show new. And this show was fascinating because I was actually doing spring cleaning. (laughs) After doing a reading, I washed my living room wood floor and I like it to shine. And I thought, oh, that's a good step. Make something in your life shine. Because I remember there is nothing like clearing out the fog, the dust, this this kind of drizzle on a window or a floor, making it shine and reflect illumination that cleanses the soul, the mind, the spirit. And so as I did that and revitalized it, I sat down at my kitchen table and wrote this spring cleaning, the seven center cleanse. And so one of the steps is shine. And that's the seven center. (coughs) Because when you shine something, it helps the light reach you and reflect onto those around you. And that's a great thing. Because not only are you cleaning off the surface of you, you become a surface of which the divine can reflect off on the people around you. Muddy, cluttered, it's hard for light to reflect off on you. Think about that. Shiny and new. So get something, anything in your life to shine. Could be the refrigerator cover. Could be a crystal. Could be, oh, I don't know, the floor. Whatever it is, get something and make it shine and make it a meditation. Because you'll realize the mastery of it, it's the way it releases opiates. Then, of course, as I was doing this and thinking about spring cleaning and cleansing and purging, I had just fed the cats and the cat threw up. Think about it. The cleanse, the cat threw up. And suffice it to say, most cats throw up hairballs. And I wondered, we all have hairballs. We all have things that collect inside of us not just in our digestive tract, but in every center, hold on to something. First center, it's problems in a family. Second center, it's problems in a relationship or finances. Third center, it's problems at work or self-image. Fourth center, it's emotions we hold in our chest. Fifth center, it's things we want to say, grievances, and so on and so on. So I thought, where are your hairballs? Where are you tucking things in? And so there's nothing like getting a spring cleaning, cleaning fifth center has to do with voicing it, but you have to do it skillfully. So I woke up this morning and I was agitated. So this is spring cleaning. It's called Festivus. And as you remember, Festivus is something that was on Seinfeld where instead of Christmas, it was Festivus. 
and they took a stick out, not a tree, but a stick. And part of the Festivus celebration was the airing of the grievances. <laughs> Very funny, actually. And so part of intuitive spring cleaning, cleaning is Festivus. And you have to have the airing of airing out of a grievance. So you have to open up and get out that clog that's clogging up your system. So this isn't like constipation and diarrhea where you vomit it out on someone. You have to skillfully and practice. Find somebody that's been bothered. Something's been bothering you and figure out a loving, kind, gentle way because chances are there's someone lurking that needs to be doing a spring cleaning and they're going to air out a festivus on you. You would want them to say it in a kind way to you in a way that you could address it, that airing of the grievance. So be very careful with this because this is a sensitive area, the airing of the grievances. And then, of course, there is second center relationship are there clogs? Do you need to do a spring clean on how you're interacting with your loved ones? Or if things become clogged or murky, do you talk the same way over and over again? How are things today? They're fine. And you? You see the same thing over and over again. Cyclic. Do you act in a stereotype way? And how is work and traffic? You know, the same. This is not good. This is what we call hairball city. You know, these little things, uh, dust bunnies that are floating in the living room where you haven't gotten behind the TV set. Spring cleaning. So you want to shake it up a little bit. So if your partner says, how is work today? You say, you know, the Goodyear blimp went through the, um, the office. And they say, fine. Mine was pretty much the same. You say, really? Because our Goodyear blew up because of the halo thing they used. You know, move it up and then laugh. Think it's funny. Shake it up. This releases dopamine, which really helps our system, elevates mood, and improves, believe it or not, intimacy and sex. I'm just letting you know that. Third center. This has to do with moving stagnation, having to do with supplements. Over the last year, chances are you've gone to some practitioner after another practitioner or you've read some magazine or you've read something on the web and you've heard about a supplement. I don't know, vitamin QRS. It's actually QRS is a wave on a, a EKG, but suffice it to say, you learned about this new thing like vitamin D3 subprime does X, Y, and Z. And so you've added more supplements, but you never removed any. This is very important. So the bowls got bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is not good because the more stuff you take, it uses up more liver enzymes. No good. So you want to find someone intelligent, not that they got their degree online on the web. We're talking about someone who's very skilled to go over with you, a nurse practitioner, a physician, an internist, to go over with you on the entire list of things you put in your mouth. And if it's exercises, physical therapy, yoga things, if you do all of that every day, you, you know you're exhausting yourself. So go over, 
the entire list of stuff you do with medicine, supplements, or specific exercises. Especially if your exercise routine, you've hit a plateau. You've stopped losing weight. You need to revitalize things. And then fourth center, has your mood become blah? Most people think in terms of going, having a date night with a partner or having creating a date day for their kids. Don't do that. Well, you can. Have a date day for yourself. Take yourself out. Ask yourself out. Say, self, would you like to go out for the day? Take yourself to lunch. Get dressed up. Look in the mirror and go, gee, you're hot. And then just go somewhere. Ask for a table for one and say, I'm, I'm taking myself out today because I think I'm fabulous. These are things. But then the last thing is seventh center. And this is really um, a kamikaze intuitive spring cleaning. Now, kamikaze, people used to think, was a pejorative term where, you know, you killed yourself by, you know, going down on a plane or something like that. And it's not true. Kamikaze in Japanese is a crisis that is where the winds of heaven intervene. And this is important because one part of spring cleaning is something that happens to you, a crisis. Well, you don't clean something out, but the universe cleans it out for you. They take it out. Something breaks. And you literally have to take it out. So the universe, divine or whatever you believe in, took out that TV, took out the car, took out something. Could be a tree in the backyard. That's kamikaze. That's the winds of heaven. Creates a hole where something new can come in. And literally, it's a way of clearing the deck. And though it's upsetting, oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't afford it this time. I want you to know, kamikaze, the winds of heaven, crisis, nature's way of clearing the deck, like a cat throwing up a hairball, opens up the channel for something new to come in. I'm Dr. Marlies, and we're talking about spring cleaning I will go to Julia. Thank you so much. How can I be uh, of thank help? You. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm having some stomach issues. Like sometimes I just get up in the morning and it's hurting and I'm thinking, what's the reason? So I'm not sure what's Julia, happening. the first thing I see is there is someone that says something they're kind of cold. And you have this warm heart. You're kind of kind. And somehow, this person, when you're kind to them, it's like hitting a tennis ball against a mattress. They're kind of damp and lifeless. You have a capacity to see this person in the best light. But really, they say things and do things that kill your joy. You feel their nature in your gut. And it's kind of like a doom that something between you and them has died. But you don't want to believe it. They say things or do things subtly that make you feel bad about yourself. Julia, who do you live with? 
I live by myself. Who is the person that you talk with most? My mom. What is her personality like? My mom? Yes. Ah, uh, yes, she's uh, she's she's negative, and she, I guess I, I learned to accept now that I'm not gonna get the support that I need from her, but it's still hard. I like the way that people say I'm not gonna get the support. Do you ever have a bra or a, piece, a, a, a kind of underwear that you look at that underwear when you're putting it on in the morning and you're looking at that underwear and you're thinking, I'm not going to get much support from this because it's so old and stretched out, right? Yeah. When really, and it's got, you know, the rubber bands hanging so that it really isn't a leg hole anymore. It's just a reasonable facsimile of an underwear. The thing is, is that you're turning to support for that underwear or that bra or whatever. And really, it's no longer functioning as that. You're just going through the motions. But you're turning to it. You put it on like rote every day. And the key is, Julia, that you can't expect support from that garment anymore because it's worn out. Either she's physically worn out, she's spent. She's a spent force. Something about her life, she's disappointed, she feels alone, and she has no one that gives her joy. So when you turn to her to support, she's already sagging in her own life. Do you understand? Yes. And that's not to mean that I don't think you need support or you want support. You're just going to the wrong place for it. Do you get it? Yes. She's your mother, but she can't give you what she doesn't have. She can barely uplift her own mood, maybe even not that. Do you get it? Yes, I do. But there's somebody else. There's some other relationship in your life that died. And it's not her. And My husband that, died in 2020. Really? Yes. What was his first name? Marion. Marion? Yes. How old was he? 58. What did he die of? Cancer. How long was he sick? Four years. Who does your mother live with? By herself. You see how she can't help you? On some level, when did her husband die? Uh, 30 years ago. On some level, she never reconstituted from being a widow. Do you understand what I mean by that? I think so. She never pulled herself up out of the hole of it. So she has nothing left to pull you out. 
of this terrible time of grief, which I'm sorry. Do you get Thank it? Thank you. So she may yeah, say things that are slightly cutting, cold, distant. Sometimes, yeah. I look at your head. It feels like a dull pain in your head. It feels like there were problems in the past before your husband left. I can't figure out if there were economic problems, emotional problems. There was a way in which there were problems. And it complicates his death. Because it's hard to be mad and sad, grief-stricken at the same time. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see problems maintaining stable blood pressure. You want to overlook that. You want to ignore that. That wouldn't be a good thing. I look at your left chest wall, right chest wall, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder. I wonder if you have problems maintaining stable blood sugar, cholesterol, triglycerides. I wonder if that has been a recurring theme. I see a capacity to have right upper quadrant pain, tenderness. I wonder if you store fat or other molecules, substances in your liver. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I see a change of range of motion in your left knee. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see a previous problem with your lower back. I can't figure out if that's an old injury, if you were treated, or what that was. Can you please tell me your health concerns, Julia? So I did have a car accident, and I wrecked my back. And I'm wait, having wait, 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 stop, stait- stop, 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 wait a minute. When did you hurt your back in the car accident? One thirty years ago. Did you have surgery or treatment? Uh, no, just extensive physiotherapy. Is it better or does it still give you problems? It's better. I just have to watch how I'm lifting things and moving. Okay, because that could get worse now. Because when you're depressed, your serotonin levels or of activity in your head and your body go down. And so areas of previous injury, you feel it more. And so you might be become more aware of that injury now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It doesn't mean it's getting worse. It just means you're aware of it because your neurochemistry is getting um, warped. But um, how tall are you? 5'7". And... How much do you weigh? 150. I count on my fingers. Um, Have you ever been concerned about your weight? Uh, Yes, because I gained some weight recently because I lost some weight, about 25 pounds when my husband was ill. 
you, let me get this right. You gained or you lost weight when your husband was ill? You gained. I lost, I lost 25 pounds when he was sick and within a year I gained it back. Okay. So you got heavy. Weight is, mm-hmm. let me put it this way. Weight has been an issue, right? Yeah. Um, where is the pain in your abdomen? Usually my stomach, and I'm, I was told that my um, gallbladder is not working properly. That's, but there's your no right, stone. that's your right upper quadrant of your abdomen. Yeah. Because the yeah. gallbladder is the right upper quadrant. Surgeons say something terrible, but it just happens to be the way it, it works anatomically. Gallbladder issues happen with women in midlife who tend to be heavier, have more body fat, and have a lot of estrogen because estrogen is higher in these women who have more body fat. So when it comes to gallstones, the risk factors are fat, 40, and fertile, the three Fs. Nice, huh? Mm -hmm. So my point is, is the weight that you put on adds more body fat and your liver has to produce more gall, which is like um, detergent, Dawn detergent. It cuts up fat, you know, in pans and stuff. It emulsifies. So your liver has to produce more bile to break up the fat. And then the gallstones get stored in your gallbladder. They're normal. That's what bladders are for. It's like Women have purses and stuff goes in them. The problem is, is if you have too much. The other thing is that the more body fat you have, it gets stored in your liver. And that's what I meant by you store stuff in your liver. A lot of people have right quadrant pain in their abdomen and they, that can be called fatty liver. So you have to be careful of that because a lot of women can have their gallbladders taken out and yet they still have pain. Do you get it? Yes. So you have to ask your doctor to make sure you don't have fatty liver because if they did a HIDA scan or all these other scans, they love to scan, 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 scan. Um, you need to make sure because I more women than not they get their gallbladder taken out and yet they still have this scan. And a lot of times it has to do with motility, that the muscle that a person has with IBS, it's spasm, spasm, when they're upset or depressed or anxious, the muscle spasms and it causes constipation and diarrhea. That same motility problem with the muscle spasm can also affect the bile ducts, making you have a spasm there as well. Are you following me? Yes. So... I want you to um, hold on. We'll come back to you, okay? That's my Thank music. You, so you know what that means. We've got to go to break, but stay with us as we talk about spring cleaning, the seven center cleanse. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? 
Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. We're talking about spring cleaning talking about things in our life that have accumulated and how to move forward, clear out stagnation so we can have a new life. We'll go back to Julia, line one, uh, line two. Julia, are you there? Yes, thank you. Okay, this is the key. You go back to your mother after having taken care of your husband for four years with cancer and he died. It's very hard bereavement. Grief takes 10 months to get over. Otherwise, it turns to depression. It's the opposite of pregnancy. But there was some conflicts in your marriage. Third center has to do with self-esteem responsibility. But gall, gallstone, is a literary in Chinese medicine. It has to do with anger. I don't think this has anything to do with your mother. I think it has to do with your husband. Is there some unfinished business with your husband where you were left in alert some, somehow with finances or something? Oh, a, a bit, but in there was way? always... And there was always what? Go ahead. There was always his family that was um, an issue in our marriage. So there were problems at the end before he got cancer. Is that correct? There were there were problems. Yeah, the misunderstandings were because of his family. Okay. My point is, is that complicates it because it wasn't a perfect marriage. And it wouldn't have been perfect if he had gotten cancer. You wouldn't have been... It doesn't make him dying any easier. My point is, is this. You need to have somebody help you develop... Friendships, clean out the cobwebs. Fourth center, grief. Third center, self-worth. Because going to your mother's support is not the place to go. Her way of handling the death of a spouse is not the way you want to go. Do you understand? Yes. And see how quickly you answered yes? You really understood that one, didn't you? Mm-hmm. In my um, ethnic background, Portuguese, people's spouse died, that's it. They're a value. An old lady, they wore black, that's it. For the rest of their life, they put a mandia on, they wore black, that's it. <laughs> For the rest of their life, the whole family drove them around. Do you understand? Married yeah. once, it's like the beginning of Moonstruck. Um, Loretta got married, her husband got run over by a bus. She tries to get married again. Her father goes, Loretta, Loretta, marriage is not for you. She says, why, Pop? She says, you got married once. He got run over by a bus. It's not for you. Bad luck. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> My point is, is don't go to your mother for support for this. She's not going to understand. 
You get it? And you're just going to get upset. Yeah. It reenacts the how his family did not support you. I want you to get either a supportive therapist, a spiritual person, or somebody that you can go to who can help you mix it up with people. Go to groups and meet a lot of different people. Get you moving forward. Get the cobwebs going, moving forward. And then I want you to get involved with those groups with movement, 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 whether it's, um, you know, walking, walking, playing pickleball, something, anything. But it involves moving, not just sitting and watching movies. Are you following me? And definitely not going out to eat. By doing that, you're moving and relating, moving and relating, talking, moving and relating. Definitely not online. Wear a mask, social distance. But you can say hello over there, distance. (laughs) You can still relate. By doing that, you will be moving forward. You'll be losing body fat. Talk to your doctor about the, the liver, the storage of fat. Ask them if it's a motility problem with um, the gallbladder, whether it's, you know, it's spasming or it really is, has inflammation. Because an inflamed gallbladder is very different from spasming. Do you understand? Yes. Go to a Chinese acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist. They'll treat your spirit because the liver meridian is connected to the heart meridian, which has to do with grief and sadness. Okay? Okay. Take it easy. Good luck. All right? Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Take care. We'll go to line one. Michelle and Dr. Mona Lisa, how can I be of help? Hi, thank you. Uh, two things. One is just a long-term, ongoing stomach bloating. And the second is a very short-term, since I had a flu, I got tested for COVID, it came out negative, but a short-term sinus thing that hasn't gone away in a couple months, and it's impacting my smell and taste. Um, that's been two months. The stomach has been, I've off and on, I have allergies. I stay away from food, but even with my Staying away from my foods that I'm allergic to, I've been very bloated the last couple of years, especially, and off and on a couple of years. Stop. Hold on one second. Michelle, you're 58. Is that correct? Yes. This is not you. You did not subscribe to the symptom of the month, the club. This is a change. Somehow, you've become sequestered. It's like walls have been put up around you. And what you do daily for work doesn't use all of your gifts, talents, and skills. And as a result, it's really affected your connection with other people. Connection with people gives us opiates, regulates serotonin. The opiates affect our immune system, making us better equipped to manage viruses, bacteria, and in fact, 
having regular connections with people make us more immunoresistant. There's something about that you've lost connection with people and you think it's out of your hands. Second of all, somehow what you do for work is no longer using your gifts and talents. If you did it before and it was challenging, it's not, it's not now. And even if you think it's easier and safer, there's something about the lack of challenge and growth that's not helping give you diversity with contact with people. Finally, last but not least, there's someone who's an irritant around you who's angry, and that doesn't help. But you have blinders about that person. But first of all, Michelle, what do you do for work? I um, have my own company where I help people use their gifts, skills, talents, and creativity for work. So for 20 years... How many years have you done it? 24. Okay. How you do it used to be challenging, but how you're doing it now is no longer. Correct. How are you doing it the same as you've done it for 24 years? Um, Somewhat. I mean, it's shifted. For the first 10 years, it was a lot of growth and learning, and then I'm doing it the same as I've done for a while. And now I'm writing about it. And it's, it's can I tell a, you? You can tell. Can you hear your voice? Yeah. Your voice is starting to scratch. Fifth center. Voice and have a say. As you're saying it, your throat is closing. As you talked about writing it and communicating it, your voice started to close down. Yeah. As if writing about it is going to make it any better. Writing about it does not make it grow in you. It may be another avenue of you teaching it. Yes, that's why. That I know. I See how you got louder? I know why you're doing yes. it. You're smart, <laughs> but it doesn't make you grow. Right. And, it, and anything, it's more solitary. Right. So that's uh, wrong direction. Do you get it? It yeah. makes you have less biodiversity with people. It makes you less contact and it makes you more immunocompromised. Thus, the infections, the sinusitis, all that other stuff. And the third center, the digestion, the stagnation, third center is digestion. It has to do with work. It's not moving. It's stagnated. And when that happens, you have a problem with diversity with the microbiome which influences your brain and thinking and your brain and thinking is not learning new things it's discussing what you used to do before in writing right can't do that i know you're talking loud now to get over the closing of your throat before (laughs) work <laughs> it, it was tough. It's okay. I'm, I understand. I understand. You understand it was very sweet, but you know what? People in the audience already heard it, so there's no way you're going to overcompensate by talking louder. You already heard it. It was done. 
I'm going to go next to your physical body. See, but you got a hell of a sense of humor. It's very nice what we got going on here. However, this one you're not going to. You could see you could admit that. That's why you're a good egg, and you can teach people. But there's something you're missing that you can and like you need me to know that. I mean, you tell you that. You don't need me to tell you that. But there's something you need to learn to put on top of it to freshen up. Yeah, freshen up. Okay. Freshen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, for yeah. example, people did Pilates, then they did jazzercise, right? And then recently I turned on the TV because I've been thinking of doing ballet because I've been falling a lot because I got the spinal thing. And son of a gun, because I always intuit ahead of the curve of these, you know, whatever these yeah. <laughs> uh, trends are, trends. <laughs> I get obsessed, and next thing you know, it's a trend. I see people. So I've been thinking, I asked a friend of mine who goes to ballet all the time, will you teach me the ballet? Well, you know, she's not sure. It's, you know, liability. I'm like, oh, stop. I used to take ballet lessons. If I fall, I fall anyway. So what's the difference? Anyway. So I turn on the TV when I'm in Arizona, and lo and behold, there's ballet size. <laughs> They're sitting there, yeah. and they do a ballet posture, and then they do some kind of aerobic thing. They do the posture again, and then they do an aerobic stance. And I'm like, son of a gun, isn't it interesting? They did the old thing, the old aerobic instructor, but then they put on it, they freshened it up with ballet. And so they got a new shtick, and plus... They opened up centers all over the place. So they franchised. Son of a gun. That's right. what I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm saying? You gotta freshen it up. No, don't just write a book. You gotta write what your old puts stuff and you gotta put something on top of it. A friend of mine Yeah. A friend of mine I said I wanted to, this was ten years ago. I said I wanted to get on this T V show or that T V show. She said, Why? She's so smart. She's like this Yenta. She sounds like she's she's got this kind of personality, like she smokes a lot of cigarettes, but she doesn't. She says, why do you want to do that, toots? I said, because, you know, you get on there and, you know. And she said, but why? What are you selling? I said, what? I never think about that. What are you selling? The key is, Michelle, you want to do something because you want to sell something new. You don't want to sell the old thing. You want to sell something new. So you want to say, yeah. Michelle blank, I can't say your name, but I almost did. Michelle blank, which reminds me of something, remind me about the blank thing. Michelle blank, <laughs> I got something new and improved. I used to teach this, but now I teach that and with this. Yeah. So that's why you have I to write it. the book. I, okay, but, yeah. however, something might put the kibosh on it. And there's someone near you or involved with you or somehow affecting you who you have, you're a coach or something where you help people see their positive ability or something like that. You're very positive. Positive, positive. And you do that with this person, it's not going to help you any. Because you can't be a... OBGYN for your own partner. You can't be a urologist for your own husband. So you can't be a coach for your loved ones, no matter how much you want to. Who is the person near you who is the most unhappy? I I can think of two people, one who I used to coach 
who then forget about who you used to coach. Who but is the who's person still hung, hanging on energetically? No, forget about um, the energetic hanging. Who is the person okay. that you are physically related to, or physically oh, involved my, with? Oh my sister, my sister. No, no. Who do you live with? Oh, no one. I live by myself. Your sister. My sister is, is my family relations, but we, I don't live with her. She lives with her husband in Philadelphia. Do you have a business partner? No. I have many colleagues, and then I have some, a group of, a lot of, like a group of friends locally, and there's a couple people I can think of that I ha- feel like I lose energy around. All right. You need to stop. Yeah. You, you need to stop speaking that way and speak in plain English. Person is mad. Oh. Person is angry. You have that in your blinders. And oh. they're in a circle with you and they're competitive. Oh, and you want, I, you want, yeah. you want to include them. And this person holds you back. So you try to keep everybody in lockstep. But if you went in a different direction, they would either, you would have to either include them and teach them and keep them up to date, or you'd be afraid, they they would be afraid that you were locking, you were shutting them out or leaving them behind. I want you to think about that. I look at your head. Dry, dry, dry. It's too damn dry. I look at your eyes. I look at your ears. There's something anatomically different with your left eustachian tube. It's always been that way. But it gets worse. You can't tell me where you live. But when it's dry, it gets worse. You need to talk with someone who can work with breath, sounds, and breathing. Because if you learned how to use your voice and use sound, I never say this because I don't even think this way. Use sound and move it through your mouth, your throat, your sinuses. You know those people who do that kind of chanting and all that stuff? They know how to use that entire, all those passages, yeah. and they learn how to make it vibrate, mm, mm-hmm. that it clears things out. But you don't do that, which makes your problem fifth center, having a voice and having a say. In sixth center, it's a closing down, a shutting down of your intellect, narrowing it and narrowing your voice. So you belong first center because you want to maintain your sense of belonging. Yeah. I look, you understand? Yeah. I look, I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. Uh, 
I see something different with your heart rate and rhythm. I wonder if women in your family have, are prone to having small vessel problems in the right part of their heart. I wonder if your heart skips a beat, adds a beat, or adds a lot of extra beats, a lot of extra beats, a lot of extra beats in certain situations. Sometimes. Wait a minute. Oh. Don't say anything. I look at your left. That's a concern. I wonder if that happened to your mother or other relatives, and they ignore it, and that's not a good thing. I look at your esophagus, and when that happens, it feels like you have indigestion and heartburn. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. It really feels like indigestion, but it's not. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix, if you still have them. I see a capacity for decreased height, decreased bone density even though you walk and do things like a banshee. There's something different about the arches in your feet, especially the right one. I can't figure out if you have high arches, low arches, arches, arches. There's something different about the ankle and the arch, especially in the right foot. You could be prone if you didn't do all that movement, sounds, and vibration and working with a naturopath with the appropriate amount of moisture, you could be prone to having something different about your ear, your middle ear, dizziness and vertigo and ringing. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Anthem, Blue Cross Blue Shield. No, not insurance. Oh. Please tell me your health concerns. <laughs> oh, gosh. I that, thought that was the weirdest question. <laughs> no. Um, nobody in the yes. nobody in Radio I, Land I, wants to know I, your perhaps. insurance. Okay. I know. I just didn't. Okay. Well, see, I didn't hear. Um, uh, my health oh concerns. My God, so I broke, my jaw in a, I broke my jaw in a car accident years ago. And oh, I, stop, stop, stop. You broke your jaw. Yeah. On the left side or the right? I broke it on the right, but had two surgeries, very intensive surgeries that impacted both. I, I could metal be all very the- wrong. I could be very wrong, but that does that not affect your eustachian yeah. tubes in your throat? Oh, my what? You know how your eustachian tube from your middle ear drains uh-huh. down to the back of your throat? Oh. Um... All I know is that's can, new, though. The post-nasal drip is just two months old. I understand but that, affect, but there's something structurally different about that area. That's what I yeah. saw, and that makes sense because yeah. you broke your jaw. Battered the condyle. Okay, first of all, let's go back, Missy. You shattered your jaw? I shattered the right condyle, the part that connects the upper to the lower. I so they re- I don't need to know that part. Did you lose consciousness? No. But you shattered it. Yeah. How many years ago was that? Uh, I was 22, so 46 okay. years. First of all, yeah. you need to constantly the learn, first. remember, learn, learn new things, learn, learn new things for the rest of your life. You never yeah. ever do things the same. Right. Have. And the reason being is because once you break a jaw, anything there, that means that the hippocampus, the learning areas, are right behind there, Missy. And that means you could have 
an increased risk for you know what memory problems do you understand what i'm saying yep so definitely you can never ever stay the same so if your friends say well you know what are you why are you doing something new or different you say because i fractured my epicondyles (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) well i do Dude, love newness. I before Can COVID, I, I, I know yeah. that you may love newness, but your movement does not suggest that. Right, right. And neither does your career. Words are cheap. Action is where it is. So yeah, I think you like the comfort of everybody feeling good about what we're doing. So you have to do that. You have to start learning something on top of what you're doing. Look up psychosynthesis. I can't even say it. Look up Lesley University. Um, holistic studies in psychology. They teach my stuff in that class. Psychosynthesis is being connected to others at a distance. It just gives you another tool. You don't need a credential. It's not about a credential. It's about different words, different tools, giving you different ways of thinking things. I was raised Christian. When I got breast cancer, I decided to study the Torah, the Talmud, and the Zohar. So it's like learning the creation story. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when Moses walked by the bush, mm-hmm. the burning bush, you get a perspective. The first time you might see the whole scene from the bush's perspective, and the next time you might see it from Moses' perspective. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, she's nuts. No, what I'm trying to <laughs> no, say is, I'm like, mm-hmm, I love you're getting it, it from a coach's me. perspective, but you're not getting it from the other's perspective. Right. Both perspectives will give you a different way, and that's like a rubber band for your brain. And believe me, you need it, having gotten an injury to your head or head injury. Once you break a bone, it's really kind of a mild head injury. I don't care what they say. So you forever have to grow and change. Learn, learn, learn. And writing is a very solitary thing. Right. I love improv and theater and and that shut down during COVID. I know, but everybody blames COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID. But the thing is, you didn't shut down your patterns. Your patterns have stayed the same Mm -hmm. with your career. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. Been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.